Welcome to Any Other Business. I'm Rob D with Rob B. And in this episode, we're going to tell the story of our very awkward first encounter. You're going to learn why micro commitments are a great place to start, when to put yourself out there and when not to. And the very important question that Rob completely forgot to ask me. Okay, Rob, well, we never look back. (laughs) No, probably for good reason. Yeah, possibly. But I think we're, we're naturally inclined to the future and that can be a great thing. But sometimes it's important to look back and there may be useful lessons that came from how we met and how we started off in business together. Because I don't think, I don't know if there is a typical way, but whatever that typical way is, our method was not a typical way. No, I feel like there should be some montage with us like skipping and <laughs> why do birds suddenly appear? And not, but it wasn't quite like that. But thankfully, it wasn't quite like that. It was not no. like that at all. Do you remember? Would have been awkward if it was. <laughs> do you remember the first time we met? It'd be awkward yes. if you don't now. <laughs> no, I do. I do. It was when we met for a podcast. Yeah, that was the first time, right? Just making no. sure there wasn't some meaningful moment before that. No, that wasn't no. the first time. Okay. So the first time was in the service office that I was in at the time on Pentaville Road. So for all those Monopoly fans, they'll, <laughs> they'll know Pentaville Road. And we, yeah, we did a podcast together, which from memory was pretty awful. <laughs> I don't think I've gone back to listen to it. Anyone can do if they're mad enough to want to, but I've not been able to do it. I did a few years later. And I wanted to cry. <laughs> I was like, why did this give us the confidence to do more? <laughs> so the the output of that meeting was not strong, but did you do you remember how you felt coming away from that meeting? Because it was you that then asked me to meet up again. Yeah. Well, I think for me, you may have had more people in your network like you, but I was like, wow, I found another weirdo. Like, it's like, there's somebody who's into the same things as me. He's like, he's into personal development. He's into podcasting. Like, he likes property. Like, there's not many of these guys around. So let, let's let's make sure I keep in touch, which I'm normally, normally rubbish at. And then I'd had this idea in the back of my head anyway. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he's any other person silly enough to start a podcast. So maybe I can pitch him on this. Yeah, so... For context, I already had a podcast that I think you were like the second or the third person I interviewed for it. And really, it's just because I discovered what podcasts were like within a year and just kind of because I always get interested in these things. Oh, I wonder how you do one. And what should I do it about? Well, I'm interested in property. So it was really like a, I'm sure I pitched it you on it differently when I was trying to get you to appear on it. But it was very much like, ah, oh, this is kind of interesting. Let's see what happens with this. Um, then we had that meeting it was awkward the output was not good it was really awkward wasn't it i forgot about the awkwardness like we were just very awkward people it was all a bit like two mr beans being really (laughs) polite like oh podcast (laughs) yeah i feel feel awkward a lot of the time anyway but i do think it was especially awkward it didn't seem like oh this is just like this total mind meld this is going to go on to be a thing but um we but we did it and then you you followed up um the next meeting the way it worked was a bit strange but maybe i remember that meeting but maybe you should talk a bit about about like what the idea that you had and what you thought it was going to be so the idea came about from copying we talked about in the previous episodes how if you take ideas from other sectors and bring them to your own take best in class from elsewhere then often that will work and i 
took the concept basically from what was my favorite podcast at the time, which I occasionally still listen to today, which is called Tropical MBA. It's called something else back then. But they had two guys on a show who got on well and they talked about their journeys, their experiences. And we adapted that. Well, my intention was to adapt that to the Property Podcast, which it became. Now, I don't know why I got the confidence to do that based on how awkward our first meeting was. But for some reason, I thought there was some potential in it for us or I was just deluded. But I decided that this great idea was perfect for us two and I had to get you on board. The weird bit was you then failed to mention this to me <laughs> when we had the meeting to pitch me on this idea. I think I got a bit overexcited. <laughs> so we met in St Pancras in a coffee shop. I remembered the meeting well today and I've got a bad memory. And we were sitting outside, well, sort of the outside area is all covered in St Pancras. And we were catching up and I was telling you about this idea and I remember getting really excited. And when I believe in something, then I'm normally quite convincing. So I remember you nodding along and you seemed really engaged. I thought, I've got him, I've got him. He's <laughs> going he's going to say yes. And then the meeting ended. And I was like, oh man, I forgot to ask him. <laughs> so it wasn't like I had a short list and went off elsewhere and they all said no and I came back to you. It was I was like I forgot. And I can't remember. It wasn't long later. It was probably less than an hour. I don't, it wasn't a lot of time had passed. And I, and I, I thought, I kind of feel a bit awkward now because I've now got to admit that I actually forgot to ask you about the episode. <laughs> unfortunately, you still agreed to, to do the podcast, even though you had an early warning sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can't remember. I remember the meeting really clearly. I don't remember how that next bit played out. I do remember going away from that thing. Ah, oh, sounds like a really good idea for a podcast. Sounds a lot better than my stupid podcast I'm doing. <laughs> but I had no idea that you expected me to be involved. And I don't know if you called me or emailed me or what happened afterwards or when it happened, but you did. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And we then started a podcast together. So that was kind of our first venture. It wasn't technically a business. It was more of a a passion project, I guess. I don't even know what it was back then. I think I spotted the potential from the podcast because I remember after recording the episode with yourself, people contacted me for business, not in droves, um, but just one or two. It was like, oh, wait a minute. So I've put content out there. I've helped people. And now people want to work with me. Mm. something in this and to put it in context that was 100% of my listeners getting in touch with you because <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not believe there was anyone listening to that both of them were really nice yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah I think I don't know how I know that you saw the potential of the podcast as a vehicle for other things early on I don't I didn't know if you were thinking about that at the very beginning or not but when we started the podcast it then got traction really quite quickly and I know that you were quite quick to spot that probably because the phone started ringing a lot more but yeah at the time it, for me from where I was it just seemed like well this thing kind of seems like a, a fun thing to be involved in I like podcasting like property and yeah here's someone else who's interested in the same stuff as me so why not and I was when you had that meeting I was flying off to Thailand the next day because at that point I was just kind of going around the place didn't really know what I was doing so I was quite happy to have a project really yeah it was it, and it was also an exciting project it wasn't just for the business sake I enjoyed podcasts 
although the first episode we did together in person didn't go that well, I still thought, you know what, there's something in this. Like, I want to do more of it. I can see myself enjoying this. Like, when I was a kid at school, I told the careers advisor, besides starting a business, when they pushed me for a job, they, I gave two options. I said I wanted to be a fighter pilot or a DJ. Okay. So I was kind of fulfilling one of my life's yeah. ambitions. I still haven't flown a plane. Um, but I have, in a way, done part of it. So that project was really like fun for me. And with any project and with anything launched, I like to throw myself into it. And one of the things that we got really right early on, because you say it did get a lot of traction, but that wasn't all luck and there certainly was a lot of luck but we actually worked hard to make sure it got traction early on and that was a really cool thing i think about starting off working together with something which is quite small like a podcast is not a big commitment but we did take it seriously we got to see what each other was like to work with true yeah and we think we both kind of approached it in the same way like we neither of us was just like oh i can't be well because one of the things was like we're well we'll like record like at least five episodes and put them all out at once and we'll do this to try and promote it and everything else and neither of us was like oh i don't see the point in that or i don't know it just felt very it just felt very natural to take it seriously and we just had similar ideas about what to make it work. So the early, the early signs were good, but if it had been rubbish, it wouldn't really have mattered too much. It would just be, instead of one embarrassing podcast being out, there would have been a few more. <laughs> yeah, and it would have been small numbers. Luckily, it wasn't. And luckily, it got picked up in a, in a reasonably big way pretty quickly. Which then, because, as you say, we got used to working with each other, we spent that time getting to know each other and understanding a little bit about what we were both good at, then it led to the first business that we started together which at the time was called yellow lettings and the reason i really wanted to start that business is because it complemented an existing business i already had but i I thought rather than go again by myself i think it's gonna be so much better if you and i worked on it together and and again i'll remember another meeting pitch from myself where you came around to my house and we sat in the back garden and I probably rabbited on at you again for a long period of time with a lot of enthusiasm until I worn you down and you said yes. <laughs> yeah, but that felt by that point it felt quite natural. And I don't remember feeling any trepidation going into that because it didn't feel like an unknown. Like yeah, we hadn't worked on anything involving money before or anything that involved employing people. But still because we weren't strangers and we'd like I don't know, even if you've got a friend and you know each other really well. If you never worked together before, you don't really know what it's going to be like. Or you yeah, might go into really it point. thinking what you're going to be, what it'll be like. But we're completely different because I think people do show up at work in a different way from what they're like at home. I've never thought of that before. That's why I'm glad we're doing this, so we get to talk about it. It was we only saw the work versions of each other. Mm. We saw our own personalities as well, but it was a bit of that with the work version. So we did get to see how we would both individually work and how we work together. And yeah, looking back on it now, that makes a lot of sense to why it then felt natural Mm. moving on to that first business. Even though we knew each other though, one of the things that we did do was that we were very sensible and we made a lot of mistakes as we've heard over the last few episodes, but we were very sensible to do a founder's quiz, even though we knew each other a bit, to see if we were aligned. And I think in a future episode, we need to look at that because I, I know you've said that you've found it. I've got it. <laughs> I've got it with me now. We can do it as a next episode. Oh man, that's 
I'm a bit scared to look at that. <laughs> Basically, what it is is a, a quiz which both of us have filled out to see if we're aligned. So that was eight-ish years ago. We'll have to see how that turns out. But anyway, that was our first business together, and then it, it went from there. Yeah, so that business, again, took off relatively quickly because we had this audience which was great and so that that there were obviously challenges in getting that business off the ground but it never really felt like hard work it's just sort of just having it felt a lot like hard work after we'd got it started but the process of getting it started worked well and then around the same time that we were creating what's now known as property hub because we already had the property podcast and then we wanted to do some other bits around it so uh, other types of content we wanted to have an online community and that's because we suddenly had all these people listening who were writing to us and it was like that's very nice but I'm sure they'd get better responses if they talked to each other instead of trying to talk to us so we wanted to start that and so that just felt I don't know I obviously it's become Property Hub is the name of the business now I didn't really think of it as a business at the time it didn't feel like a big commitment no and we just decided to start a forum like you do like I, I don't I think nobody was there to tell us oh you know you're getting a bit ahead of yourselves there guys like we we had a podcast we just started a, a small business together at the time and we're like let's create a whole online community as well yeah and there wasn't many of us as well it was a really small team mm, it was and the funny thing is I the we did a launch event to launch Property Hub. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the start of one January and about 100 people turned up, which was like a lot considering it was just some podcasts that hadn't even been going that long. But the weird bit is I'm pretty sure that was probably only like less than the fifth time that we'd met. <laughs> I think you're right because we did everything online because like, I was traveling around and stuff and even if we hadn't been we didn't like have an office or anything no <laughs> so it's just so weird yeah it was, it was it was a bit weird and then what was probably more weird is that we decided to ignore a, a, an obvious trend and start a print magazine oh yeah <laughs> which we still have today yeah um, this was another of your ideas that you sort of came up with and pitched very convincingly <laughs> i must have been convinced <laughs> to start a print yeah but the logic of it was was sound it was like yes print as an industry is not thriving but it's a it's a great tool it's you can get into the kind of content that you can't do on a podcast it's something that everyone will like have on their on their table for like weeks at a time while they work through it so it's great for the brand it works it's like it's, it's not been a big money spinner but it's been actually making money for the last few years and it works. Yeah, it, it's something I'm really proud of. I have zero involvement and that's why it's probably so good today. Um, I didn't have much involvement getting it off the ground, if I'm honest, that came up with the idea and luckily you and Abby set it up. Um, so that was that was quite um, fortunate really because we've all seen my writing. <laughs> so it's probably best that I wasn't involved in the magazine. So then we, we went off and started other businesses because we lost focus and we got excited that we kind of, oh, we can start anything. So we started a mortgage um, joint venture, which was Property Hub Mortgages. We started Property Hub Homes, which is our construction arm, which we still need to talk about. That's not quite ready yet. <laughs> and we started Property Hub Tax as well, a business we went to went on to build and then sold. And again, probably worth an episode in itself as well. Sounds a lot more glamorous than than what I've just made out. Yeah. 
But none of those businesses are with us today for different reasons. It sounds like none of those businesses are with us today. <laughs> um, but they were a big part of our learning journey, starting businesses, making hard decisions in some cases to, to move them on or stop them. And yeah, I don't regret any of it because they are those lessons that we carry forward with us today. Yeah, it all seemed to, it all made sense at the time. Like everything that happened, like all the teams were growing and we've talked about this before, but everything was very separate. So we had like at one point, like three or four separate businesses, each with its small team. So they all felt very small, but if you put them all together, they would have been less small. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't feel that way. But everything was just kind of growing as it was. And then new opportunities just kept coming along. And that was the nice thing about having the podcast is we were always talking to people who were investing in property. And so every time that they said there was something that they wanted, they'd go, oh, we could do that. And <laughs> we did. <laughs> so we gave ourselves that focus by getting streamlined on our core businesses, but also preparing for what's next, which is, I know we keep teasing this, but our most ambitious project. Yeah, it's huge. It dwarfs everything we've done before. So we needed to get focus. So it wasn't just because they were a distraction from the day-to-day -day that we have now, but it was also a distraction from where we're going in the future. So we've got that to look forward to. But we kind of whizzed through our journey then. Of course, with anything, there's lots of lessons to take from all these things. What sticks out for you as like core lessons from that journey? Let's start by taking it back to the partnership, because I think a lot of people end up going into partnerships um, just out of convenience because it's there um, or they want to get into a partnership. So you see it in tech businesses a lot. You'll get somebody who's got the idea and they want their technical co-founder, right? So a lot of people are interested in partnerships and you see partnerships go wrong a lot. Um, sometimes they just kind of, the business fizzles out because things aren't working or sometimes they go horribly, massively publicly wrong. But I think that the way we did it was like, it was accidental. But the way we did it was probably the best way to do it purely by chance, which is start really small and just gradually up the level of um, commitment. So by the time we got to doing what we eventually did, which is combine all these businesses, we had some which were individual and some which were together. And we sort of chucked them all in together and go, right, this is one company now and we jointly own it. And that didn't feel like a big deal because we were we've just been doing it the whole way through anyway and that seems to me to be a far better way of going about it than just kind of going i've got this amazing idea this is make or break this is the next five years of my life would you like to do this with me that just doesn't seem to make any sense but i think for people then listening who may go oh maybe i shouldn't bother partnering up with anyone at all i was kind of one of those people at the beginning i was one of those entrepreneur hero worshippers and hopefully we're going a long way to making sure that people don't see entrepreneurs as heroes anymore by exposing the reality of what really goes on but i used to look at the bransons and everyone else and go well they've done it all by themselves so if i'm a true entrepreneur i'll do it by myself but without doubt we would not be as far on as we are today if we hadn't worked together but I had to address my ego back then because I was younger as well, a young man, and have a little word with myself to say, you know what, it, you aren't good at everything. And actually, you'll work a lot better with someone who compliments you. And our skills very much do complement each other. So I think while you shouldn't rush into a partnership, I, should, I would also encourage a lot of 
people looking to start a business to consider one as well. Mm. So seriously consider it, understand your own strengths, try and find someone to balance them, but don't commit everything in five minutes. What we're going to be doing next, it's such a big deal, like financially in terms of the people involved in terms of the profile we want it to have you wouldn't want to go into that with a stranger so no. i'm kind of glad we've had a bit of a warm-up yeah we've, we've had a, quite a warm-up <laughs> so we talked about the importance of partnerships and the small commitments around it but also considering it we've talked about strengths and weaknesses which are important but you also have to put yourself out there like we wouldn't have found each other we weren't on a an entrepreneur's dating website where you find each other to like match up and start businesses together. It, it was just chance by us both putting ourselves out there. You found me by me putting myself out there. You put yourself out there before that by even creating a podcast and reaching out to me because um, I was on a forum. That's how you initially found me. I'm explaining that for everyone else. I know you know that. <laughs> so it's it's interesting how if we hadn't, done those things pushed ourselves a little bit that we wouldn't be talking today no. as dramatic as that sounds yeah it's it's really weird because you just don't know what is going to be the thing that works you have to you have to kind of put yourself out there in all kinds of different ways because like one of those seemingly tiny things that you 10 things you did that day that is like the ones that the other person sees and picks up on and there's no way of knowing what it's going to be so you just kind of have to do a load of it especially early on it's it's weird because as time goes on in business you start then going against that and almost trying to protect yourself from yeah. putting yourself out there which is probably i don't know how you get that balance right because you still do want to be open to new opportunities but you've also got a business to focus on so you can't be out there just posting on random forums all day so i don't know how you get the balance right but i think early on you do just have to take a chance and do stuff and in in the case of the podcast that I started, as I've already said, there wasn't really a great vision to it, but it's just like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Like, it's it's a bit rubbish, and it was, and but that's fine, and good things came of it. And if nothing good had come from it, that would have been okay too, because I would have tried something else. I think it's really interesting where you said you got to put yourself out there at the beginning, and you absolutely have to in all ways, you know, to find opportunities. Um, to find clients, customers. It's interesting as you grow and you scale, that particularly with opportunities, they then start coming to you as well. And you must have to filter out those because there's so much. So maybe that's one of the reasons why we don't go and post on business forums or what, or what have you. Maybe we should, and maybe they will create interesting opportunities. And I do think there's something said for even continuing to build your network and pushing yourself out there. In a way, these shows are a lazy way of doing that because we're hoping that people will see us and go, oh, you know, they're cool to connect with and, and try. But then it's lots of people connect with us already and it's trying to establish which are the relationships that you should and shouldn't have, which are going to be fruitful for both sides. And it's not, I know it's already probably sounding semi-elitist, like, oh, I'll choose whatever, but it's, it's a new problem that you have when you scale. And I'm moving away from the startup stuff now is that so many people approach you, so many people message you that it's like, oh, wow, okay, how do we even deal with this? It's, e it's sometimes easier just to ignore it all, which is not necessarily the right thing. No, but it's what I do a lot of the time. You kind of have to, but but you, but you, I think when, you, when it's those early days, you do just like, you jump on anything that looks like half an opportunity. Yeah. Like, I'm sure when I got in and touch- So you should. Yeah, but I'm sure when I got in touch about you coming on my part, 
po- podcast you didn't go this is it this is my big break <laughs> this is going to be a breakthrough for my business well yeah sounds all right well, I've got yeah, nothing else yeah. to do quiet wednesday afternoon yeah as well so you kind of you kind of jump on it because what else are you going to do and then as time goes on you just can't do that anymore and you have to just go for the thing that seems to be like this really could be something which then which means if you're on the other side of that and you're pitching a business or someone who's further along you've then got a lot of work to do because you can't just do what i did as i coming on the thing like you have to like really go out of your way to make it put it across in the right way you probably need to follow up many many times and in different ways and find an angle that works because if you're pitching some someone who's worth pitching a lot of people other people probably are as well yeah an interesting tip if you can find a connection i've had people who I kind of help out occasionally, who found someone they know that I know, and they've used that person to to get in. So that's that's an interesting tip for someone. If they're trying to connect with someone, do you know anyone in common? Obviously, it's a little harder, and the chances of that being the reality are slim, but if you do, leverage it. Yeah, because then as the recipient of that, you can't, oh, I can't ignore this now because I'll just look really bad in front of someone I know. So we've grown a lot of businesses together now some have worked out really well some less so and we've got a more exciting project a bigger project anyway than than we've ever gone after before and that's super cool and i'm really looking forward to talking about that but we did mention in the show that founders quiz so i can tell you're nervous about this yeah, just the way you're talking about it i just kind of think what idiotic things did i say eight <laughs> years ago because i still say stupid crap today so i can only imagine what i was spouting out back then i'm hoping there's some decent stuff in there i mean i'm mostly worried about my english but um <laughs> but we won't show the physical copy but we could read out trying to decipher what i actually said i'm actually worried that you read my english and you still wanted to go into business <laughs> i can reassure you not that you didn't say anything daft, but that we both did. So, All right, okay. So we're in decent company. Oh, I'll take that. So next week, let's tackle that. Let's go through that founders quiz. Let's see what we said. We're going to go back in time to see what we actually thought of each other and what, more importantly, what we thought where we should go in the future and have we followed that path. So that's next week on AOB. Well, that is it. Another episode of Any Other Business done. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your support so early in this podcast. Yes, if you're listening to these, you are the early adopters. You are the hardcore if you're going back and listening to the archives. So thank you so much for your support. And if you really would like to support us, then we'd love an iTunes review or a review anywhere you think is relevant. It really does help the show out and it helps us reach as many people as possible. And of course, if you want to go further, you can share it on your socials too. But any sort of support is very welcome. We'll be back with another exciting episode next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.